Hello, and welcome to Being Boss episode number 96. This episode is brought to you by the Being Boss Clubhouse. Being boss in work and life is being in it. It's being who we are, doing the work, breaking some rules, and even though we each have to do it on our own, being boss is knowing we're in it together. All right, bosses, we have a very special guest for you today. It is Bridget of Biddy Tarot, and I have no words. This was a special episode to record today. Yes, it, of course it was. Of course it was. Biddy Tarot, we've been a fan of Biddy Tarot for a really long time. Kathleen and I are a little group of, of tarot readers over in the clubhouse, so it was ex- super exciting to have her on. So let me tell you a little bit about Bridget. Bridget is a professional tarot reader and teacher, intuitive business coach, and spiritual entrepreneur. She is the founder of BiddyTarot.com and inspires over 3 million people each year to live more mindful and enlightened lives using tarot as a guide. Bridget believes anyone can read tarot, and she doesn't own a crystal ball nor a crushed velvet dress. She's simply a down-to-earth, practical Taurus like me, who loves to use the tarot cards in everyday life. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. Let's begin. Bridget, thank you so much for joining us. Emily and I are kind of a little bit like, ah. A little bit. This is a very (laughs) good end to my day. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So the Being Boss podcast, we have a lot of creative entrepreneurs listening in. And what we've been surprised to find, especially since opening our clubhouse, which is kind of an exclusive private membership, like online group, we created a private channel just for tarot readings because we found that everyone is so into using it as a tool in their business. But I don't want anyone who is has never heard about tarot before to just say this episode is not for me. So I was wondering if very quickly we could kind of bust the myths of tarot and who it's for and who it isn't and kind of some of those typical myths. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad we're starting from this place because I don't know, I just, when, I'm, when I talk to people who aren't familiar with tarot, I just hear all sorts of like crazy, wacky beliefs about tarot. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so let me think, like there's a couple of things that come to mind in terms of myths. Um, you know, one is like, oh, I don't, want, I, don't want to, I don't want to have a tarot reading because I'm scared it's going to tell me I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Well, we're all going to die, right? right? First and foremost. Got that one right. 100% accuracy. Good. <laughs> Check. Um, but, you know, like the way that I see tarot working is not so much that the cards tell you what your future is. Um, certainly the, the tarot has been used in that way and, and is sometimes used that way. Um, but a large majority of tarot readers will use the tarot to understand how can you manifest your goals and your dreams and all that, you know, wonderful stuff. So from a much more empowering place than this sort of fatalistic, this thing will happen to you. And also this idea that if you lay out the tarot card and it says, oh, your relationship's going to break up, then, then there's no other possibility except that that relationship will break up. Whereas the way I see it is that maybe, yes, that might come to light, but 
it's just a sign that, okay, well, if you don't want that to happen, what do you need to do in order to change, you know, that, that destiny? So yeah, I guess that's the, the first myth is your future is not set in stone. The tarot cards won't like hex you <laughs> and create all this like awfulness for you. They're there as like a guide and to serve you as you create your life. I think that's really important. Um, let me think. So another one is that you need to be like psychic to read the tarot cards or, you know, fifth generation psychic. You've got to be a member of like this purple hat clan and <laughs> you've got to know like the secret <laughs> handshake and all this crazy stuff. Um, for me, I really believe that anyone can read tarot and also it's, it's all about, you know, connecting in with the intuition. And I truly believe like we're all intuitive beings. It's all inside of us. It's just comes down to whether we want to say yes to our intuition or if we want to push it to the side and, and live life in a different way. Um, and so I see the tarot cards as a way of kind of accessing our intuitive mind or our subconscious mind as well. Um, through the pictures and the symbols in the tarot cards. So you don't have to be fifth generation psychic to read tarot. All you need is that um, openness to really experience um, your intuition, to say yes to your intuition and, you know, really bring intuition into your life in, in a, you know, everyday and practical way. Can we also mention here that tarot is not evil or satanic? <laughs> oh, but it is. No. Is that going too far? <laughs> I, it's so funny. Um, I, I've often had like quite religious people I, you know, I've connected with and I say, oh, okay, I read tarot cards. And some are like completely, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Um, you know, they'll try and run away or, or what have you. But once I, I had a, a Mormon and um, he was like, I'm really interested in tarot cards. I'm like are you sure that they're not going to like burn your hands? <laughs> I just want to warn you, these are tarot cards. It's okay. So no, he, he was very curious and, and, you know, had a really interesting reading, but um, that's right. So tarot cards are not evil. They are not about worshiping Satan. Um, in fact, I like, I'm such a believer that the tarot cards are what brings you like really close to the divine. Like for me, tarot is part of my spiritual practice um, it's what helps me connect in with my higher self. It helps me connect in with the universe, with God, whatever, whatever we want to call this, all the everything, the oneness, all that stuff. <laughs> um, because the tarot cards brings, it brings your energy and your attention back to you and back to how you are integrated into this world. And I can't possibly see how that is evil or, um, you know, a, a bad thing to do. Um, I do think the thing with tarot is it's a tool and so we can use tools for, for positive things and we can use tools for negative things. So there may have been instances where you've seen tarot used in a way that's negative and I'm not denying like, you know, I'm not saying that tarot can never be used for these sort of bad things, but if we go in with really good intentions, it has that possibility of doing amazing things and, and connecting us with the divine in, in beautiful ways. I love what you said a minute ago about using the cards to help you create your life because I feel like, especially like our crowd, creative entrepreneurs, they are here because they're trying to create their own life. Like they're not going to follow someone else's rules. They're here to play by their own rules. And so I kind of want to touch on that a little bit and especially around like the idea of our creative entrepreneurs. I mean, like our listeners are life coaches or interior designers or... um 
or stylists or graphic designers, those sorts of people. And they, they all sort of build their, their own businesses, you know, sitting at home, usually in front of the computer by themselves. I want to hear a little bit about some, some tactics or ways that, that creative entrepreneurs can use, um, can use tarot to better create whatever life they're here to create, because most of them don't know what they're here to create. They just know they're creating it. Yes. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oh my goodness, I'm, my head is like firing off in so many different ways of how you could use tarot. So I think I just, you know, for, for this group in particular, I see kind of three main uses. So one is on a personal self-reflection um, level and, you know, what am I here to create? What is my soul mission? Um, the tarot is such a beautiful tool for like self-reflection. Um, and it, you know, really comes down to the questions that you're asking the cards. You can ask the cards, when will I meet my future husband? And you'll get crappy answer. Um, or you can ask the cards, what is my life purpose? What is my true meaning here? What do I value? What's important to me? And you get much, you know, much stronger, beautiful answers from, from that. So I think creatives can use it for that self-reflection um, and connection to soul mission. Um, I'm such a big advocate for aligning your work with your soul mission because when you do that, abundance is created, like you just, you know, vibrate in beautiful ways yeah. <laughs> or resonate, I should say. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we can use tarot in that respect. Um, we can use tarot as entrepreneurs and business owners. So, as some examples, um, for my business, I use tarot not so much to go and do like a tarot spread and go, what's in my business, which you can do, of course. You can have a tarot spread, spread for how do I develop my business, um, but I'll use it more hmm, to integrate with my strategy and business planning. So, for example, if I'm thinking of an upcoming launch, um, what I might do is draw some tarot cards around, well, what am I not seeing here? What are some of my blind spots? What haven't I prepared for in the launch? And those cards might give me some indication there. And I can integrate that back into my strategy for that launch. Um, I might also use the tarot cards there for goal setting. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I often set my goals at an achievable level versus like an out of this world level, right? <laughs> And so often I'll use the cards to kind of test my goals and say, all right, if I do, I want a hundred people to sign up for this launch. Um, okay. What's a card for that? Is how's that in alignment? Um, 150, 200 and so on. And the cards can start to give me an idea of how is this in alignment to my soul purpose and soul mission and what, you know, what the universe wants me to do here with my work. Okay, I need some details. And for our listeners who already listen to tarot, let's dig deep for a second on this spread. You're pulling a card for each number and kind of seeing what that card is telling you about that goal specifically. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And so you can I kind love of love that. It's yeah. It's like a bit of a um, a temperature check. So you know, like we can yes. we can do this in a rational space, and we can kind of like write down our you know 100, 150, 200. And check in like first intuitively or rationally. How does that feel? You know, is this a stretch goal for me or is it comfortable? And then you can line it up with draw a card for each one and just see what's the energy around this goal. And you start to notice it, say, in the cards, like you might see lots of aces. So aces are about potential and new beginnings. That's where your energy is pretty high. 
Um, but maybe you're starting to get too high. Maybe you're getting a bit like, mm, what might come up? You know, I'm even thinking, say, I could say the nine of cups reverse. So the nine of cups is kind of, you've got everything that you want, but in the reverse position, sometimes it can be greed or sometimes you're chasing a goal that you think you want, but not isn't quite right for you. So you can start to get these checks to go, okay, um, it might sound like a really cool goal, but it might actually be out of alignment with what I truly want in my life. So it's just it's just another way of, of checking in with, with goals, um, particularly in your oh. business or in personal life as well. That's good stuff. Kathleen especially talks about her little tactic of setting goals and writing down the number and doing a good gut check to see how she feels about it. And this just adds a whole other level of fun yeah. loo to that. I like I- it. And we get asked so much about pricing, like how do I price my product? Mm-hmm. And really, I say write it down, start start small where you feel really confident and good and then keep writing the number down and just check in with your body. But a lot of people have a really hard time checking in with their body and being able to read their body signals. So I love using tarot as another tool to gauge your temperature on how you feel around pricing. Um, ah, I love that so much. I recently, I wanted to share this. I recently, I love doing a little bit of moon magic and really just setting intentions around the moon. And ever since we had Ezzy Spencer on our podcast, I've just been using it as a time tracker for setting intentions and manifesting what I want to manifest and using the moon as a, as an indicator of what I should be working on or not. And so I knew I needed to let something go on a particular full moon, but I didn't quite know what. I was like, I don't know what I need to let go of. So I said, I'll ask my tarot cards. So I shuffled the deck and it was so perfect. It was all about, and of course, in the way I interpret it, which is where I kind of get back into putting faith on myself, even if I was completely agnostic or even atheist and didn't believe in any higher forces or some divine connection to the tarot, really just using them as a tool to interpret or to prompt how I'm feeling about something is so good. So I, even though I kind of do believe in the woo a little bit, but I pulled a card and it was really, I I wish I could remember which card it was specifically, but it was all about, um, and I used your website, Bridget, to help me interpret <laughs> always, it. Always. I totally, I go to Biddy Tarot all the time. And it was all about kind of loosening my grip on my attachment to my goals, but also loosening my grip around my fear of failure. So really finding that sweet spot of balance with my goals. And I was like, oh, I need to let go of all this attachment <laughs> to all the things that I really, really want and have such a tight grip around. So it's interesting when you said um, you maybe don't have as strong a connection to divine and universe and woo and and everything. Um, I often see tarot working, I mean, you can explain it from many different angles. So you can also look at it from, I guess, maybe a psychological, scientific perspective in that with each card, there's a picture and there's symbols in that card. And what can be happening is your subconscious mind is choosing out symbols and attaching a meaning to that and representing that symbol in a certain way. So you don't have to be all connected to God and universe and um, Wu land. You can actually get a lot out of uh, just the, almost the scientific process that's going on. And it's, it's like your brain already knows how it feels, but you haven't brought that into conscious awareness. So the cards are actually helping you connect back into your subconscious, which I call intuition, but I think that they're quite paralleled. 
could be one or the other, depends which angle you want to look at it and how you want to name things. Um, but yes, you don't have to be into the divine and, and, and the woo <laughs> to get it. It's but I love, I love letting your subconscious know that you're listening, right? So I typically do this by dream interpretation. And every morning I wake up and I write down my dreams. And it's kind of a way of just letting my soul know, hey, I see you. I hear you. I will try and interpret this the best that I can. But, you know, let's say you go a year without sleeping, which you might if you have a small child. <laughs> or let's say you just don't, you're not one to remember your dreams. Um, I think that tarot is a great way to almost get into like a lucid dream state with symbols and kind of going into that ethereal out of this world place if you can go there with them yeah whenever i'm explaining it to a total newbie i like just the simplest way i can think of of explaining tarot is like you're just visually prompting a conversation with yourself period like it's as it can be as simple as that and i think that whenever you can make it that easy um it's a lot easier to like I don't know, to get into it for some people, I think. Um, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really lovely way of, of doing it, of explaining it in terms of that internal conversation. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. So I loved how you touched on using tarot to make decisions around your business. And I think that a lot of creatives have a really hard time just committing to a decision. Are there any other intuitive tools that you use aside from tarot or maybe even more tools or techniques within tarot that you use to help your decision-making process in your own business or in creative entrepreneurs that maybe you're doing a tarot reading for? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, What I've noticed, like particularly over the last few years, is like a little while ago, I would go, I've got this problem, I'll do a tarot reading on it. Um, or, you know, I, I want to understand more about my business. I'll do a tarot reading, but these days what I'm doing is a yeah, much more integrated way of going about things. So let's say if we're talking about uh, making a decision, I'll go through a rational perspective. I'll go through quite a rational process of, um, what, what information do I have? What are my pros and my cons? What makes sense? All that kind of stuff. Then I might do a bit of an intuitive check-in. Actually, this is all a little bit fluid, but I'm thinking actually before I might go into rational, what I might do is even go through a more of a meditative process. So to really clear my mind, connect myself with my highest good. And then that's kind of like setting or framing um, the space in order to make a good decision. Go through the rational stuff, go through an intuitive piece, which is to say, okay, if my rational mind is saying, uh, let's do this or these are my options, where do I you know, where do I sit intuitively? How does that feel inside my body? Um, If I was to close my eyes and clear my mind, um, you know, what might come up visually? I'm quite a visual person. Uh, And then, you know, if if there are still some gaps in there, I might draw a further um, tarot card just to either like affirm what I'm sensing and feeling, but not feeling certain about, um, or to highlight anything that I might have a blind spot around um i also like to use oracle cards i don't know if you know alana fairchild i just go giddy over her work <laughs> uh-uh, i need to check her out oh yeah yeah so she does oh you guys would love this um she's got the sacred rebels oracle deck which is all about like 
breaking the mold and living your authentic life, you know, and, and through quite a soulful spiritual way. Oh, it's just, it's beautiful. And, and the way that she's written the um, little books that go alongside these Oracle cards, like you read it and you feel healed just from reading this, this text. It's, it's amazing stuff. Um, Can we explain real quick what Oracle cards are for oh, listeners yes. who might not at all be familiar? Yeah, so and everyone will have probably a different perspective on this. The way I see oracle cards, they're similar to tarot, but oracle cards to me tap into kind of these big themes. So I wouldn't do a tarot reading with, I mean, I'm sorry, I wouldn't do like a multi-card reading with oracle cards. I usually would only draw one oracle card. It's kind of like a main meal. Um, you only have one main meal unless you're really, really hungry. Um <laughs> And then tarot cards are kind of more like the ingredients that go in. So tarot cards are kind of like they tell the story. They give the details of what's going on on the ground. Um, so, yeah, I, would, I might use like an oracle card in decision making to help me see what's kind of like the energy or the theme that's surrounding this. Or what's the pattern in my life right now that might guide my decision? And then, yeah, I might draw some extra cards. Um, I do have crystals. I think crystals for me right now are more pretty to look at than to use. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but ultimately it comes down to whatever tools make sense for you, whatever tools you connect with, you bring into your practice. Um, there's no right or wrong. You don't have to have crystals, candles to do a good tarot reading or, you know, things like that. Yeah. I know. I think that sometimes people who want to get into it have this expectation that or maybe whenever I wanted to get into it, I had this expectation of myself that I needed to set up an altar and that it needed to be like perfectly beautiful and I needed to say the right chant and light the incense. And God forbid I have my phone so I can look up like help for interpretations <laughs> once right, I pull that up. tarot card. Like I need to have it all memorized. Like it just has to be this kind of picture perfect, like out of a witchy movie moment. But that's not the case at all, right? No. In fact, I've started leaving my tarot cards out so I can just flip one over at any point in the day. Yeah. When I first started, yeah, I was was the same thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, I've got to call in all my directions. (laughs) I've got to to figure out who these archangel people are. And how I talk to them and just got get your full witch on. <laughs> okay, I have to tell you guys a freaky story really quick. So the other day, also on the full moon, I had a girlfriend over and we were just kind of having fun with some tarot cards and doing readings. And she had an oracle deck that she just bought. And she was like, let's pull one oracle card each. And so she shuffles the deck and pulls a card. And it's something around take action was the theme. So then she puts the card back in. I'm shuffling. This is a brand new, like pretty stiff deck. All the cards were the same. Nothing was bent funny. I shuffle the deck. I pull the exact same card as her. So it didn't resonate with me even as much that the card itself was around like take action because that's like every day of my life. But (laughs) it resonated with me that I pulled the exact same card as my friend out of a full deck. Yeah. Is that weird? (laughs) Well, it's not weird. Is that divine? Was God speaking to us? Bridget, tell me. Totally. What does it mean? Well, you know, I mean, there's there's so many different ways of looking at that. Um, I mean, one thing is, 
you know, it's a similar message for both of you. You're both experiencing a similar theme in your life right now, and that might make sense. Maybe that's why you were brought together at that point in time to do that reading <laughs> so that you could support one another with that goal. Um, you know, even like, I mean, you could look at it from an energy perspective and that you're both sharing the same energy. If this is a good friend, like, you know, you probably really resonate and align with one another. Um Sometimes it could just be pure coincidence as well. Um, yeah, I, it, ultimately it's what you want to make of it um, and what's what what's helpful for you. It, it's the same like, again, when you're doing a tarot reading and maybe something, you know, a little bit um, fluky happens, like, yeah, the card drops out of the deck and you think, oh, what does that mean? Or, you know, cards keep reappearing in your readings. Um, it's ultimately up to you how you want to use that information you could say, well, that was interesting. That's a coincidence. Or you go, oh, my goodness, I've got to change my whole life because this card dropped out of the deck. <laughs> um, and, it, it's the, and it's the subconscious talking to you. It's whatever you need at that point in time. You're making decisions around that, and that's that's important to you. Yeah. So what, oh, so what are you going to take action on? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what am I going to take action on? It's more like, what am I not going to take action on? But I have been doing a lot of readings lately around my – I like to do a spread where I'm touching on my family and my career and my spirituality and then kind of an overall message from the universe or a divine source or whatever you want to call it. And um, – a theme of moving keeps coming up. So lots of chariots in my readings, lots of I've been pulling the fool a lot in my family side. So new beginnings and this is me interpreting it as best as I can and some some playfulness. So getting more playfulness into my family. And um, so, I mean, maybe I need to take action on and our dear listeners have heard me talk about this many times, like how I really want to move. So maybe that's something I finally need to just take action on. And that's something Amen. that I have discussed with this friend quite a bit. And she's talked about wanting to move also. So maybe I just need to move all of us together somewhere else. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> I think so. I say do it. Um, so, Bridget, I have to get like I have to ask some like personal like I don't know, stingy questions. But I want to know some of your favorite things like your favorite deck and maybe your favorite spreads or some of like those daily rituals you do with your tarot cards every day. I also kind of want to know, like how many hours a day do you have tarot cards in your hands? Because I feel like <laughs> if that's like your profession, you're probably holding them a whole lot. So like, some or like, is it like yoga teachers who lose their own yoga practice because they're so busy teaching that they're not really doing? Right? Yeah. So interesting. Little personal favorite card deck though. Let's start there. Okay, I am, I am a little boring in that. <laughs> I have used the Rider Waite. Like I really like the Radiant Rider Waite deck. Um, and if you're not sure about Tarot, that's one of the most popular decks. Um, I like the Radiant Rider Waite. It's a form of it because it's quite colorful um, and very bright. Uh, up until a few years ago, that was the only deck I used. <laughs> and in the last few years, I've started branching out a little bit more to the Gaian Tarot, if you know that. Um, that's a really earth-based soul kind of deck, and I really like it for myself. Um, in fact, I think the reprint's just been uh, relaunched on that one. The other one I've got a hold of recently is the Fountain Tarot, which has got these, it's kind of like watercolors, it's a little dreamy, 
um, a little dark but also a little aspirational it's, it's a nice deck to work with again and the cards like the cards are really thick and they've got this beautiful like silver trim on the edge which makes it super pretty mm. do you have people sending you cards or decks in the mail yeah I do I do from time to time so I'm grateful for that um, but I have to really fall in love with the deck uh, I I don't just start using decks um, because they're there. Like I have to really like it because I'm so loyal to the right of weight. I know that like, you know, that's, that's like just part of me. So it takes a lot for me to branch out. Um, I'm also a Taurus. So I get, quite, I get quite fixated on just, you know, the, the one thing. Um, you know, the other one I want to mention is the Wild Unknown deck and I think you know this is becoming quite popular and I think isn't it in um oh what's the store over there uh um catbird oh catbird NYC I think that's where I had bought it from that was my first deck I think maybe anthropology anthropology? yeah one of the big stores yeah nice yes good um, it's like, it's, it's total eye candy, the deck, like it is so pretty to look at. However, I have really struggled to use it in tarot readings. Like I love looking at it. I love photographing it. Um, but I'm, I find it a little bit challenging for readings. I'm not, I'm not sort of saying don't ever read with this deck. That's just my personal experience, but it is beautiful to look at. And I really love, I think it's Kim, um, what Kim's doing in terms of bringing that into the mainstream and um, the way that she's yeah presenting that and marketing it. I think she's doing an excellent job. Yeah. I like um, Kathleen does the wild Un- or has the wild unknown deck and she recently got me her animal spirit deck for my birthday and I love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Some of my favorite, some of my favorite cards. Um, all right. So let's, I wanted to hear like, spread some of your favorite spreads and how often you have tarot cards in your hands. <laughs> Good. Um, so favorite <laughs> spreads. Well, this one's an easy one. I just like creating my own spreads. I don't, I don't really use like a definitive spread. Um, and I love creating new spreads, so like a custom spreads because it just, it fits the question. So if I'm working with myself or my client, I'm figuring out what are, what are the questions that are going to be most helpful for that person in this point in time and that, for me, is how you get a really powerful reading. And it also creates a slightly different experience where I'm having more of a conversation with somebody to elicit what those questions might be and what's going to be helpful for them. Um, and they're part of that process. So it's not me as a tarot reader going, oh, this is your future. This is what will happen. It's more about how do we create something that's going to be helpful for you and, and how do I support you in this journey? Um, yeah, more of a two-way kind of experience. I love that. I feel like you just gave us all permission to make our own spreads. Kathleen is Kathleen doesn't mind doing this. I have a hard time with that. I, <laughs> What's getting in the way? Something about like just needing to like color within the lines or something like that. Like I just I need to like do spreads that in I know that other people are just making them up, but I don't know. I have a hard time with that. And I've heard other people say the same thing. So, I guess thank you for that permission to just Make our own spreads. Do you know? (laughs) I love making up my own spread. I love it. Yeah. It's so much fun. I think, um, Bridget, you did an entire episode on your podcast about like favorite three spreads. Yeah. Like your favorite three card spreads. Yeah. So definitely you guys all need to check out the Biddy Tarot podcast. If you are already a podcast fan, 
shameless plug for you here because I love it so much. I listen to it on my walks. I just listened to the one about numerology and Emily actually doesn't listen to very many podcasts, but I screen captured it. And I was do like, listen, listen to, to yours. One. I will listen to yours. Yours is about the only podcast that I listen to these <laughs> oh, days. That's so cute. Um, and Kathleen's always like plugging them away. And um, yeah, I, I love that. And numerology is something that Kathleen and I have been kind of getting into behind the scenes a little bit. Um, so I don't know, hearing you speak on some of those things, that like we're interested in and just like having someone like give us a better introduction of those things has been has been fantastic okay I want to go behind the scenes a little bit into your own business model because I know that there are some listeners listening to this who are like wait what you can make a living doing tarot and I think that probably also a lot of people imagine it being like you have to work in New Orleans to be a tarot reader and I really have seen you dominate recently this online space and your new branding is beautiful yes. by the way we like there we have a slack group and we were all flipping out the day that we you all had a like website. launch celebration for you for you we were like oh my god the new website's so beautiful so yep that Totally. And I feel like it finally, and especially after hearing you on your podcast, like the energy and sweetness, and you're just such a bright person. And the website before was a little bit dark and, you know, maybe a little cobbled together. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to. <laughs> but now but it totally reflects. To say, now it's beautiful. It. I feel like it really matches your energy and probably whatever you were trying to convey um or like whatever's going on on the inside I feel like it's now reflected on the outside and in your business but what I also love about it is it seems like you've really stepped up your online business scalability game so it's not just about reading tarot for someone one-on-one but you're trying to reach the masses so I would love to hear just a little bit about your business model like are you doing one-on-one readings are you doing kind of a business to business model like teaching other tarot, tarot card readers how to have a business or are you just going online with the podcast and the content strategy? Like, give us a little behind the scenes there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm buzzing. Love talking about business. Um, so I think, you know, I think what makes me quite different from many readers, like tarot readers online, is I love tarot, but I love business. So my goal is to really build a flourishing, successful, soulful business Um, around tarot and I think I'm motivated on that for a number of reasons like personally I just get a buzz out of creating like a business Um, and to do it in a way that's connected with like my spirituality and and you know what I feel is my soul's work it's just that's awesome Um, but also I really want to kind of I just want to show the world that you can create a business with something like tarot Um, because I I've been in so many situations, like I'll go to, say, a business conference and, you know, everyone's like, oh, what do you do? What's your business? Oh, I do internet marketing. Oh, I'm a life coach. Oh, I do this. And like, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's so cool. And then they ask me, what do you do? Oh, I, you know, I I teach people to read tarot cards. Like, oh, okay. What does your husband do? I think so many of us can feel that. So thank you for helping us bust through that nonsense. (laughs) Yes. So like, it's really in my blood to prove that you can, you can create a really successful business in this field of, in this field of work. And I think for too long, like this is a, I would say Tara is quite a feminine, um, a feminine, um, 
area. And I think too long we've favored masculine focused businesses. And I really want to see a feminine based business um, really succeed in what is, I think, a masculine world still. Um, and I know we could be going off on a bit of a tangent here. Um, and I, when I say like a go fe- off on that tangent, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm like we'll go with so you. hard right now because I think there is something to that. Even just podcasting and communicating for business or coaching or anything that feels more feminine, I feel like. We're all getting that, but what does your husband do question? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad that you went there. But I also love that like online especially gives you this arena where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Like if there's a bucket of people in the world interested in what it is that you're doing and there are, you just got to find them, then it's completely possible to do anything. So I love that. I love that you say that. You know, you love tarot and that's definitely what you're doing your business or like building your business around, but you love business because I think that I think that that's like that's the key to like our crowd, like our group of people is like we all have these like little passions, these like these like soulful missions, whatever it may be. But it's like it's our ability to see things through that business eye that allows us to build these businesses that can change the norm from, you know, from male centric to female centric or both. No, I can't be both Um, or whatever it may be. So um, good. I love that you're just Kathleen and I are such fangirls, like, and not even like the tarot and reading, but like watching you grow this online business because we've been following you for a long time. Um, it's just, it's super exciting for us to see you busting this out the way you are. Because if you can build a really awesome online business with tarot and like not to belittle what you do at all, but you can do it with anything, like anything that you're passionate about, just like make the jump and do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I would, I would add to that though, you need to have a business head. Like you need to be able to value being a business person in addition to whatever your craft is. Cause I've seen, I see it many times like with tarot readers. Oh, but I just want to read tarot or like, I just want to sell some eBooks and, you know, um, make (laughs) passive income. I hate technology. I hate marketing. You're like, okay, good luck to you. (laughs) Because <laughs> I, I just think, you know, if, if you do want to have a really successful business in tarot or design or um, coaching or whatever it might be, you need to love your craft, but you've got to love business at the same time. That's that's my opinion. And that that's what will really drive you forward. If you're sitting there going, oh, I hate business, but I really just want to practice my craft. You're more like you're more creating a job for yourself. Maybe you're your own boss, but you're creating a job. Versus if you're really, you know, um, engaged in the business side of things, you're then creating a business. So like my, my focus for the last yes. 12 months has been how do I get myself into the true CEO role of my company? And I'm really changing my language about Bitty Tarot. It's a company. So now we have um, 10 people working in the business, in the company, um, yes. <laughs> including my husband's working with us as well, which is great. Um, so now whenever you get asked at conferences, what does your husband do? <laughs> he, say, works oh, he works for me. For me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love yes. that. So I'm going to start using that. Yes. Yeah. yeah Emily's husband works for her too. He so. does. <laughs> Wonderful. 
Yo. It creates a great dynamic. Yes. But, you know, like it's, I think just stepping into this CEO role has, it's just like, how do I, how do I move all that sort of running the business to my team? And how do I focus on strategy, growth, marketing, and so on? And so if I'm, if I'll come back, I'll come back to that question previously about, you know, how often do I have tarot cards in my hands or how often am I doing readings or am I even doing readings anymore? Um, I made the decision to stop doing, you know, professional readings through my site. Um, oh gosh, probably at least six or 12 months ago, because now my focus is on building a business. Um, I get to teach tarot, so my, my, my focus is also on teaching tarot and helping people create um, soulful spiritual businesses um, as well. But I'm, I'm here to create growth. I'm here to reach, you know, big numbers, um, you know, really to convey a strong message to the bigger market. So I can't just work one-to-one, um, but I do have people in my space who can serve our customers on a one-to-one basis as well. That is so boss. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it takes it takes a lot of um, shifting the mindset to really seeing yourself in that position and challenging everything that you're doing every day. Like, is this you know, is this what a CEO would do? Would Richard Branson be doing what I'm doing right now? Um, and if your answer is no, then get a team, <laughs> start delegating, or stop doing it completely. You know. Oh, is Richard Branson crying into a pillow right now? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Get it together today. and do the work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Makes me rethink those emails I have on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm curious, Bridget. So, what does your role as CEO include? Like, obviously producing your own podcast. Are you creating content for your website? Are you giving a lot of interviews? Like, what's a day in the life like for you? Yeah, let's see. Um, so there's a couple of things that we're focusing on at the moment. Um, I've just was okay. So actually, funny you talk about the rebrand of our site. I always thought, oh, you just get like a new website, looks pretty, and it happens, you know, in three months or whatever. No, <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. So we've rebranded the website, <laughs> but now we've got to go through and rebrand a lot of our materials. So our courses, our programs, our eBooks, our free opt-ins, all this good stuff. That's where my husband comes in. He's the creative um, designer and, and does a lot of that work. Um, but what we're doing right now is we're just working on one of our signature courses, which is uh, Master the Tarot Card Meanings. And I've just refilmed all of the videos. Um, which is really great because I get to put like a whole new energy into those um, those video lessons and I really enjoy it. Um, and we're also preparing for the Biddy Tarot certification program, which will launch in October. And that's like, I'm so excited about this program because it's combining all the training and development that we offer in Biddy Tarot. Um, it's offering the opportunity to take that training and then do readings for real people and get like feedback and experience plus it's adding on the certification so um, at the end of this six months six months program you can then become a certified tarot reader and you know it's kind of like a little bit of this sort of self-validation but also it's about raising the bar and the standard within the whole tarot industry um, so I'm, I'm putting a lot of time and energy into the launch for that, into making sure this whole program is like the container is right and everything that's going inside is, is on track. 
so yeah, that's that's kind of where I get to spend my my days in, in the sort of creating and I guess how do I take my knowledge and energy and put it into these containers so it can then be shared, um, you know, in a, in a really big way. I love it. Well, we are such fans of everything that you do. Emily, do you have any other questions for Bridget before we go? I don't think so. I think I'm just like so impressed and excited. One that we totally got to chat with you. I feel like total, totally too cool for school now. Um, but also that, that you see, like you see the big picture of what you're doing in a way that I don't see often enough and that I sincerely admire and that you're not just creating a course, but you're changing the landscape of tarot education or, you know, like the fact that you can see it like that is definitely one of the things that makes you like a business person, an entrepreneur, um, on a really boss level. Mm, thank you. Thank you. And you know, maybe just to add to that, if, if I may. Um, of course. I think it's so important. I mean, oh, it's really, it's hard because this is kind of cliche in the business world. Get in touch with your why. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yep, done that. Written my, I've done my one page, like, why sheet. <laughs> Check. Um, but I think that's yeah. <laughs> like, it's so important to know, like, what, like, what is your soul's calling here? And, and, you know, you know, what is God or the universe or, you know, the higher power? What, what are you here to do? Um, and when you connect in with that on a really strong, powerful level, then all the other stuff starts to flow. Um, and it does take time. Like it's not like you don't just go, I'm going to start a business. Oh, quick, I better figure out my why. And, you know, then I'll know. Um, I think it's truly something that's evolved, um, certainly through the branding, like the rebrand of Biddy Tarot. That's really pushed me into um, to stretch my boundaries around well, what do we what do we stand for? What like what do I want to stand for when I talk about tarot and what when I talk about Biddy Tarot? Um, I also have had some um, really profound like meditative experiences. I don't want to get all trippy, but I've had some great. <laughs> <Please> do. <laughs> I had some great experiences, um, and do we do we have like maybe five more minutes? Because I can tell this story. Yeah, of course. I mean, we if have you as do, long as we you do. Have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was probably when was it? Maybe it's about a year, year and a half ago. Um, I was at like a full day workshop, and what was it for? It was working with the energy of Isis, the goddess. So she's this beautiful um, Egyptian goddess. A lot of power in her. And we were doing like a moving meditation and it was so you, like you listen to music, you close your eyes and you dance. Now I hate, like I hate dancing. I'll get all like self-conscious. I'm thinking this is awkward. But then I eventually started like letting go, right? And we're starting to like move through this energy of the music. And what came up for me was I was almost like transported all the way back to the time of um, the witches and the point at which... Um, witches were being brought out as like evil and bad and I was one of the witches and I had this horrible feeling of total oppression and um, as if every, all my work had been put down and completely obliterated by like this sort of more the masculine energy not necessarily males but the masculine energy and I felt completely disempowered and I thought, I hate this. I hate this so much. It feels really, really horrible. And then, you know, just, just having had that power taken away from me and then, then oh, they started playing um, Rage Against the Machine. Um, 
<laughs> and I can't remember what's it's Good. the song with all the swearing in it. I won't say it because it's like "fuck you." I won't do what you tell me. You got it. <laughs> Glad you said it, not me. <laughs> Just in Here case. You go. So they start for all of you, dear listeners. <laughs> so they start playing this music, and I really got into this place of anger. And so this from shifting from a place of complete disempowerment and stripping back of everything that I had believed in and then into this place of pure anger and then I started just feeding it through my body and releasing all of this disempowerment and stepping I'm getting chills when I'm talking about this um I'm getting chills. I'm tearing up oh, I know personally. and I'm <laughs> just continue it's fun good so yeah I'm moving through the anger and then I'm coming back into the present time and I was I was completely rattled in this like in this workshop I was like holy moly I did not expect that experience it was full on I felt it on so many very very deep levels and I I sort of walked away from that workshop going oh that was a bit weird (laughs) I need to like ground myself and then I kept reflecting on it over the the following couple of months and then it suddenly occurred to me like this is what I'm here to do I am here like now in this lifetime to stop um, stop people from being oppressed and put down for what they believe in and to really rise up and say that this stuff is real. You know, this this feminine work, the sacred feminine stuff that we're doing is real. And I think I, I feel like I'm at a unique advantage where I've got the masculine in terms of the business, but I get the spiritual stuff and the feminine and I'm bringing that together and I'm helping people really step into this place. Now I'm crying. Like, Emily and I are both crying. And this might be something that we edit out based on how much we're comfortable with Emily. But I don't we've care. We've talked about how much do we share about how much we really believe in this. And even talking to you, I noticed earlier in the episode, like, I'm feeling apologetic for talking about my belief in the universe or the woo or the tarot. And so hearing you say that, it's really inspiring and it and it makes me feel a little bit more brave to own it and I feel like you own it in such a beautiful way and your story I know resonated with Emily because she's literally said before I will not be burned at the stake and I mean we can cut this out but you know having those feelings that that has happened before that and I so, huh, like you just stirred up a whole lot in me and Emily, and that was that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, we've got it. Like, Ooh. we've seriously got to own this because if we keep pushing it back, we're allowing it to continue that way, and it shouldn't be that way. You know, um, the work that we do in, in whatever form it is is legitimate, and we're doing it in a legitimate way. And yeah, I'm, I'm done with like apologizing or feeling awkward about reading tarot, like. Um, I know that I've created a really successful business. I know I'm helping a lot of people because of it. I know I'm changing lives. So what's not to be proud of in that, you know? And I really encourage, like, other people to get into that. (laughs) Yes. Oh, so agree. I don't think we've ever cried on a podcast before. This is a first. First for everything. (laughs) Good, thanks. No, no, I mean, and that really resonates with, I don't know, with Kathleen and I in a ton of ways, just like 
I don't know, women trying to teach women to live the life that they want to live and not based on anyone else's beliefs or, you know, like as to what they should be doing or what is acceptable or how you can or can't make money or is the online legit or whatever it may be. And um, I mean, we've both found success in this and um and we find ourselves obviously like helping other people like find their own paths and who and i think the, the thing that i want to reiterate because i was asking some bosses on our facebook group which has a little over thirteen thousand members in it what where they're at with setting goals and what they think about whenever they're setting goals and a lot of them were talking about like i just want to help empower women and this message kept coming up over and over again. And I still can't articulate what felt funny about that, except that what about empowering yourself or like owning your own power or setting goals for yourself that are maybe even a little seem a little bit selfish? Um, so I I don't know if they were just being polite because it was in a Facebook group in front of 13,000 people. <laughs> but I think that there is this aspect of unapo- unapologetically owning your own power that I would like to see more women and men, well, men men have it down, they have it easy, but more women really embracing and owning whenever it comes to business and online business and spiritual business. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Absolutely. And, you know, that's this is stuff that's happening over generations. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, we can continue to work on it within ourselves. But, you know, if, if we have daughters and even sons, like this isn't just – just male female stuff this is about teaching and representing to um people through all generations and shifting the mindset oh i didn't think we'd go here but here we are girl thank you for that shit you're right? gonna have to come back. Will you come back on the yeah. podcast yeah, in like I had a lot six of fun. months or this a year? Good. <laughs> <laughs> official, I'll try invitation. not to cry on you next time. <laughs> Uh, Bridget, tell us a little bit about where our listeners can find more. And if there's anything that you're really pushing right now, let us know what that is. Your your episode won't be releasing until probably October, though. So if there's anything that's super timely, let us know where our listeners can find more. (laughs) So you can find more over at BiddyTaro.com. That's kind of the hub for everything. Um, We are launching the Biddy Tarot Certification Program. So if you are interested in taking your tarot skills, you know, that extra step further. And it's it's just about like standing out from the crowd, owning it, just as we've been talking about. Um, And, you know, just really, you know, taking tarot and becoming a really trusted advisor with your tarot cards. So that's certainly in play at the moment. Um, the other great piece that I'm, I'm really excited about is our Biddy Tarot community. And again, I wanted to create a safe space where people can use tarot, practice tarot, um, talk tarot with other people who get what tarot is and are not going to be judging them or, you know, even excluding them. Like, oh man, just breaks my heart when I hear of like, say people in um, certain parts of the world where they would be absolutely excluded if anyone knew that they read tarot. So that's why I've created that community. Um, But yeah, head on over to Biddy Tarot and you can find everything in that space. Awesome. And so, and lastly, do you have a recommendation for someone who's wanting to like buy their first tarot deck or like first steps for someone who may be interested? Yes. So um, one really good way to start is, well, go buy a tarot deck. That's a good good place to start. 
Um, but I also have a free um, workbook that is the five simple steps to read Tarot with confidence. And these are like just really nice, fun exercises that you can do on a daily basis to connect with the cards intuitively. You don't need to have all that, you know, knowledge or, you know, psychic skills and so on. Um, and that's available at biddytarot.com forward slash 5SS. Um, and you can print that out and start working with your cards straight away. And like, oh man, this is the thing that I really want people to know is you don't have to study like years and years before you can start using your cards confidently, right? You can get that first deck. You can read them straight away. I've taught my husband how to read them like, you know, in five minutes just by looking at the pictures and um, that is possible for everybody. You can get something out of these cards straight away. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's been my we pleasure. Appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. So what's the secret to being boss? The secret is that there is no secret. There is no single formula, course, or book that will teach you what you need to know in order to have anything and everything you want. But here's what we've learned along the way. Being boss is setting up a solid foundation built on intention. It's understanding how to define success on your terms. It's committing to big-ass goals. And it's breaking those big-ass goals down into small, actionable steps. It's about making faster decisions, trusting yourself to see it through, enjoying the process along the way, knowing how to measure what's working and what isn't, and surrounding yourself with smart, ambitious friends along the way. Those are the secrets to how bosses get what they want. We know you want an online business that allows you to make money doing what you love. And boss, we've got you. The Being Boss Clubhouse is where we teach you how to be boss of your life and work. The Being Boss Clubhouse is a two-day online real-time retreat followed by 12 months of ongoing community support, monthly masterclasses, and secret podcast episodes. We're only accepting 25 members for our next online retreat. Learn more and apply to join at beingboss.club slash clubhouse. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. Please be sure to visit our website at beingboss.club where you can find show notes for this episode, listen to past episodes, and discover more of our content that will help you be boss in work and life. Did you like this episode? Please share it with a friend and show us some love by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week.